Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. All right, guys. Hey, what's going on? I am Joe McCall in the house. Gavin Timms. How are we? How are we, Joe? I'm excited. Hopefully my video is okay. Is it all right, Gavin? Yeah, you're in. You're back. All right. Focus. I was having some problems before. Hope you guys are doing well. This is our free coaching call. And we are here to help you do a couple things. Number one, we're here to help you become stimulus ineligible. We want you to become ineligible for the stimulus. Uh, Let me give you a little history background of this. I thought it'd be funny the other day to create a t-shirt that said ineligible for the stimulus. And I did a little image of it on, I put it on on social media and I got ripped apart to shreds. Like people were so mad and offended and upset that I would make light of the stimulus and the recession and all the people that needed help and stuff. And so like lesson learned, I felt really, really small. <laughs> I felt really bad. I tore the post. I took the post down. Um, it was not, it was insensitive, you know, bragging about making too much money when a lot of people are suffering. So I apologize if any of you listening to this or watching right now were offended by my Facebook post, but I started thinking about this. I started thinking, Gavin, like maybe we should teach people how to become stimulus. Like right now, the stimulus, if you are to be qualified, you need to make under $75,000 a year if you're filing single. If you're filing as a family, I believe, and jointly, it's over $150,000. Or something like that, I think, right? So a lot of you guys, I get it. A lot of people out there need the stimulus. So, you know, I'm glad it's available for the people that need it. But I'm not getting any of it. (laughs) Gavin, are you getting any of that stimulus? So we're not gloating. We're not saying, ha, 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 you know, we don't get it. But let's let's do something about it, right? Let's do something about it. And so we thought, let's do a coaching call. We'll make it free. We'll put it out on the YouTubes and the Facebooks and the, uh, what do you call it? The, The podcasts. Let's put it out there and let's teach people what it's going to take to be successful in 2021. If you want to get more leads, if you want to do more deals, if you want to make more money in the fastest and easiest way possible without using any of your own money for down payments, don't have to go get financing. We're talking about fast cash, quick turn strategies. Then we're going to do that. We're going to help you and show you right now how to do that. So we got a lot of people on right now. Um, it's growing. We're out. We're broadcasting this right now on Facebook and YouTube. So if you're watching this right now, please type in the comments in YouTube or Facebook and say, "Hey, tell us hello. Tell us where you are from, and we'd love to give you a shout out." All right. So we've got someone is asking, "Why are you not live on YouTube?" I am live on YouTube, Wayne, because watch this. Good. I can't read this. Good girl properties is says, "Hey team." right now on YouTube. <laughs> so we're there. We've got, uh, I can't read this here, J- Jogno watching from Minnesota. I didn't think you were bragging. Okay, well, thank you. Somebody saw my post and didn't think bad uh, of me. And then uh, Tim is also saying here, I would wear a shirt like that. So uh, we, here we are, guys. We want to answer your questions. We got Joseph Gambino. Hey, Joe from New Jersey. And Gavin even right here says, hello. Look, I'm going to say hi to everybody too. Hey, everyone. And I just did uh, a comment there on Facebook. Hey, everyone. 
What's going on? Listen, this is a call for you. We want to answer your questions. We're going to share with you some really cool things of what you need to do to succeed in 2021. We just want to make sure you are there. Like we've got YG right now. Hello on YouTube. All right. Watching in Arizona. Glad you're here. YG. And so we want to just share with you some cool things. And, and we're going to start here in just a minute. I want to make sure everybody's on. I, we, I emailed my list and I told everybody that you need to either go to my Facebook page or my YouTube page. So hopefully you guys have found it. And, you know, and if you have found it, well, I'm glad you're here. And how do I know that you found it? Well, we have our ways. We have our ways. If How do we know that you're watching us right now? Well, we have our ways, right? We know. <laughs> We know these things and we're not even Google or Amazon or Apple. First thing real quick, guys, we're going to go about an hour, an hour and a half. We want to answer all your questions. We're going to share you some, share with you some cool things that we see are working in 2021. If you don't want to stick around, I want to just make sure that you know this up front right now. If you're interested in getting some help from me and Gavin, go to reinetwork.com slash systems, reinetwork.com slash systems. And on that page, we're going to tell you a little bit about this program we have where we will set up this stuff for you. You don't have to worry about it. You can just focus on making money. You can just focus on talking to sellers and making offers. We'll set up the systems and we'll give you the VAs and we'll do the marketing for you. So um, check that out. Gavin, you want to, I've been talking and talking. I'm sorry. I've been- no, no, you could, you're on a roll. So I was like, I'll just leaving you to it. But yeah, I do want to say real quick, I appreciate everyone getting on. I know it's late uh, for the East Coast people like me. Um, but yeah, as Joe's put that link on, we have got a couple of spots open next week for business setup. So if you're interested, make sure you get in, get your application. We go in application order. We will get to everyone, but just bear with us. Sometimes it, we get a lot of traction with this, which is really good. And we do look at everyone individually i just want to say this that we have to make sure that you're a good fit for both ways you're a good fit for us and we're a good fit for you we do not take on everybody this isn't a course we're not trying to sell tons of them we've got a couple of spots open for setup next week so if you want in make sure you go to that link give us some information we'll talk if it works out we'll move forward so we just want to say that also with everyone watching before and if you're watching the replay on this make sure you like and subscribe yeah. to the channel Okay, so if you're watching on YouTube, I also have a YouTube as well, uh, REI Network with Gavin Timms. You can go there as well. Make sure you like and subscribe. Check out what we've coming out. Just keep engaged with us. We're here. We're trying to give as much value as we can for you tonight. So anything that you need, any questions, we're going to try and cover as much as we can. Okay, nice. Let's go into, well, first of all, we got a lot more people coming in. I just want to make sure we're saying hi to you guys. This is from uh, Pepe. You're welcome for doing this. Mark Monroe. I like Mark. He's in the house. Evening, gentlemen. We've got Wayne again from YouTube. We got Mar. What's going on, Mar? And we have these, man, you guys are just typing in so fast. Uh, Ronald, East Bay, California. Nice. This is a good question from Joseph. Where are all the motivated sellers? The same place where all the fish are in the water. Well, we're going to talk about that because we're going to be talking about how to find the leads and what you need to be good at. Oh, look at this. Tim, come on. Tim said, I scored a deal during your 30-day challenge, holding the deed now. And I have a buyer getting financed now. Yes, Tim. Awesome. Woo! What Tim's talking about is a 30-day awesome. challenge that uh, we did recently where uh, we went into a new market and did a bunch. I went into two or three different markets. And by the way, then if you are wondering, that was a 30-day market I did. I went into Nebraska and I also went into a couple of different markets, uh, a little bit in El Paso, Texas, and I did some land, vacant land marketing in uh, Jasper County, Texas. Just today, we got our second contract, our second property under contract 
in Jasper County and El Paso. We are working on a couple of leads that are really solid. No contracts yet, at least as far as I know. I haven't talked to Esther in about less than four or five days ago. But we got this 20-acre vacant piece of land about two hours outside of Houston, Texas. We got a 20-acre piece of land under contract for $18,000. And guess how much it's worth? $80,000, right? Nice. $80,000. Now, we're not going to try to sell it for $80,000. You know, how much renovations do we need to do on that? We can't on vacant land. Really? Well, you could go in there and put utilities in and all that, but we're going to sell it for probably um, yeah. $35,000, if, if similar properties are selling for eighty, do you think we'll be able to sell it fast? Yeah. Our goal is to put this thing on Facebook Marketplace and get it sold within a couple hours. That's so, or we might even, we'll probably sell it for cash, but we could, if we wanted to sell it for owner financing and get payments, sell it on terms. But those of you that are in the challenge, like you, Tim, congratulations. I will be updating the membership site for, from that 30 day challenge with those um, details of these deals as they, as they get done. All right. And Tim is in New Hampshire. Cool. Glad to see that. And Todd is in Chicago from Chicago. What's up, Todd? How are you? And good. We got another question from Lamar. Lamar, listen, we're going to be, or Mar, we're going to be answering all of the questions here in a minute. So as you guys go through this, if you haven't already, say hello, tell us where you're from right now in, in uh, Google and Facebook or YouTube and say hi, tell us where you're from. And if you have questions as we go through, we're going to answer all of your questions. All right. And again, yeah. if you're interested in working with us, check it out. REI system, REI network.com slash systems. And look at this, Pepe. Oh man, I did the 30 day challenge as well. And I have two houses under contract. I'm assigning one of these houses this Saturday for a $23,000 option fee. Man, this gets me excited and pumped. Congratulations, Pepe. That's awesome. Oh, isn't that awesome, Gavin? Yeah, that's why we do it for them. Oh, it's man. cool. It's cool for us to do deals. We've got, uh, I think, four in closing. We've got three more under contract this week. Super active. And it's awesome, right, when your team does deals, but there's nothing better when someone has been following you or you've said something where someone else gets a deal. And especially if it's their first deal or it's a big deal, it's awesome. It's something that I can't explain. I know you know what I mean, Joe, right? And yeah, people yeah, yeah. in the coaching industry, it could be golf or whatever. It's all them, them feelings of when someone else does it, it, it just means so much more. It's, yeah. it's awesome. Really is. Pepe says, uh, thanks to both of you. Man, I'm so proud of you guys. Pepe and uh, who's the other one, Tim? Yep. Tim, yeah, proud of you guys. Awesome. Congratulations. Love it. So it makes it all so much fun and so worth it. All right, so the comments are coming in. And so we got some good questions here. Keep them coming in and I will get to them. Like Harish, you've got a good question here about Zillow leads in California. William, you've got a good question here about doing deals out of the New York City area. And how do you find boots on the ground people? So those are good questions. We'll get to those here in a minute. All right, we want to talk about here, what do you guys need to do to succeed in 2021, all right? This is really important because if you want to, well, we'll talk about here. I think this is the most important thing we can say here. You need to be brilliant at the basics, okay? If you want to get more leads, close more deals, make more money, and automate, systemize it all, you need to be really good at the basics. We're not talking about anything fancy here. There is no magic pill. There is no secret formula. There's no little trick. There's no secret list, right? Um, There's no secret technique. There's no special thing that you can say, but it's just being really, really good at the simple, basic things. And that should encourage you guys, right? It's not about how smart you are, how good looking you are, like, you know, like us. I'm just kidding. It's not about that. 
It's about being really good at the simple, basic things. And I'm hoping that you are encouraged by that because that means, you know, you don't have to have a fancy CRM. You don't have to have spend thousands and thousands of dollars in marketing, right? It helps, but you don't have to. You don't have to have 20 virtual assistants doing all of this stuff for you, right? You don't have to know how to do lease options and subject twos and owner financing and cash deals and commercial deals and houses and land. And like, you don't have to do all of that. You have to just be really good at the simple, basic things. And the best students that we've had that have done the most deep are the ones that are really good at just one or two things. They're really good at these one or two things. And um, I feel like this is going to be really important for a lot of you guys. This is where you're going to find your breakthrough in 2021. If you're going to succeed and do some deals, make some money and become ineligible for the stimulus so that if it comes around a second or third time, you won't qualify. Wouldn't that be a good problem to have? You won't qualify for this. So what are those things that you need to be good at in 2021 to make a lot of money in the real estate investing business? Well, it's real simple. Marketing, because this is what the business comes down to. Marketing, talking to sellers, making offers, and following up. That's it, okay? Talking, If you got to do marketing, right? You got to get the phone to ring, or you need to make the phone ring when you're calling people. And you need to learn how to talk to sellers. And we're not talking about like, for marketing, we're not talking about sending thousands and thousands of dollars on direct mail. We're not talking about fancy, complicated Google pay-per-click or Facebook. That stuff works, but like, you don't have to do that. We're talking about simple, effective marketing. That like a laser beam, right? We're not spraying and praying and hoping that, you know, we're spending thousands of dollars and one of these leads will stick, like throwing spaghetti on the wall. We're talking about hyper-focused, targeted marketing to the right people. And then talking to sellers, it's just a simple matter of asking questions, asking the right questions and not spending, you know, longer than three to five minutes talking to the seller the first time. You're just asking them questions, trying to find their motivation, okay? Now, once you get the marketing going and you start talking to sellers, you need to learn how to make offers. Now, making offers, I think, is the most important part of this business. Why? Write this down. This is a writer downer right here. Your speed to income is directly proportional to the number of offers that you make. Your speed to income is directly proportional to the number of offers you make. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. There's no workarounds. There's no, like, you got to make offers. And guess what? This should encourage you again. It's not that hard to make offers. So let me think about this. If I want to make a lot of money in 2021, I need to make a lot of offers. Huh. So what if I make three offers a day? Oh my goodness. Can you talk now? Listen to this because when we teach making offers, this is, I mean, once you learn how to do this, it's so simple. It's just like when a seller says no on the phone, send them an offer anyway, right? So that's what we're talking about. And when we're talking about making offers, once you learn it, how we do it. It only takes like a couple minutes to come up with an offer. So if you want to make a lot of money, it means you need to make a lot of offers. And the more offers you make, the more money you're going to make in this business. So I think that would tell you somebody like, oh, okay, I get it. I should start making more offers. And you're absolutely right. Gavin, like how much does this happen when somebody's struggling, you know, and we're talking to them and they say, you know, it's just not working. I'm getting discouraged. What's the first thing that we ask? We ask for the numbers. How many offers have you made? Yeah. And then... Most of the time, it's like zero or five. Like how many offers have you made in the last week? Yeah, It's usually nine times out of 10, not enough. When somebody yeah. comes to us and says, you know, I'm having trouble 
how many offers have you made? Um, and they say, well, I've made 50 offers. That that never happens. It's like the where you're just, that's the craziest thing. With our most successful students, guys, it's real simple. They make a lot of offers and they do the fourth step here of follow up. So once you've made your offers, then you follow up. And here's the powerful thing. And Gavin, maybe you can talk about this a little bit more detail, but like it's a game of momentum. It's like you're pulling a train and it's really heavy and you know, you're pulling it with the rope and it's hard. But once you start getting some momentum, it starts getting easier and easier to pull, right? This is where the follow-up comes in because month one, you've made, you know, if you're making 15 offers a week, let's say, and then at the end of that month, you should have made 60 offers. Well, then month two, now you have 60 people to follow up with. Well, guess what happens month three? You've got 120 people to follow up with. What happens month four? You got 180 sellers to follow up with, okay? And I can't do another month because I'm going to lose my number tracking, but they're you guys, you get the picture? 90-something percent of your deals come from the follow-up. Will you talk about that a little bit, Gavin? Maybe? Yeah, absolutely. I want to just say as well that you need to be coachable, right? Yeah. Every client that we work with, you need to be coachable. So what do I mean by that? For us to have any impact with anyone that we work with, you have to be doing, right? We talk about taking massive action. We have to be doing marketing to get leads coming in, right? Well, are you getting the right marketing out? Are you talking to the sellers and are you making them offers? Because if you're doing them things, you become coachable to make changes. And Joe's exactly right. It's kind of like the first three things, once they're in place, it then the follow-up kicks in and then it just continue, continues, continues. And we're talking about follow-up. For us, you have different types of leads, hot leads, warm leads. They need to be done by a phone call first, in my opinion. A phone call trumps the warm and hot leads all day long in our system, in our business. Anything that's a cold follow-up, someone that you just made an offer that didn't wasn't really interested, then you can use automation to do that. VAs or systems like REI Simple to be sending things out. So that is just a point of contact that's happening for you. And as soon as they re-engage in a positive way, so what is a positive engagement? For me, anything but a no. Maybe tell me more, possibly how's it work. Any of them words, again, it goes back to the phone. Okay, And that's what a follow-up is. So you engage by using systems to do it for you. Again, REI Simple um, is one that I would recommend. You can put workflows on to do that. As soon as the seller says, actually, now I am interested. Actually, yeah, I do have a question. Anything like that, then you get them back on the phone. You can personally acquisition or however that you're set up. And when you do that, where there's no leads get left behind and you don't miss things in the cracks, okay, because you don't have things set up right, then you're going to do more business. One of the first challenges that I do, if I get someone with experience that joins me that's not consistent and they don't follow up, the first thing that I make them do before we do anything, all right, and I'm sure I know some of you are on, so you know this, they have 100 leads in the CRM. I make them go and call every single one of them back, okay, and I want to know how many sold because they didn't follow up. And that one hurts, right? But it's important. How many did you not follow up on? And then how many are still alive? How many of the situations have now changed? And that's super, super powerful because over 100 leads, what you're going to see is, and we just did this with a guy in Florida. He said, yeah, we've lost two deals. And it sucks, but it's like, okay, well, now you understand what they told you when you said they're not motivated, they sold to somebody else. Why did they sell to someone else? because you didn't follow up and somebody else did. And that is how you're going to maximize your profits through follow-up. Follow-up's important. And by the way, guess who we have in the house? Come on, Melissa. 
What's going on? She just text me saying you're on live again. Because <laughs> <laughs> every time I get on Facebook, you guys are here. Ready? Just one second. I'll help you. Yeah. So she's here, and uh, she said something else here. Oh, here we go. Bam. This is what I wanted to pull up. The money is in the follow up. You know, Gavin, we we looked at um, over a twelve month period how many deals you did and how many came from the follow up. Are you talking about that? Yeah, absolutely. Two thousand eighteen, for instance, fifty eight deals we did. Fifty four came from follow up. Right. Fifty four deals. So your competition that you're all doing when you're just picking the leads that come in that are ready to go. That's the difference between doing four deals and we'd be all out of business. Right. It's now a hobby at four deals. So to build a successful business, you've got to be doing the follow up to get them numbers up. And that's still today. 90 percent or more come from the follow up. I wish it wasn't the case. I wish I could say it was 50 50, but I'm just going to be honest. It isn't because of the proactive marketing that we do. Our lead gen is cold calling and texting is the number ones. They come at the cheapest price. Okay, so we can maximize profits. We can do PPC. We can do direct mail. And I'm not, they are great. They're going to bring more motivation to the table faster. But are you profitable? I mean, Joe, you spoke yesterday about $65 a lead. And I know people in the industry that will snap your hand off for $65 a lead. Phoenix, months ago when I spoke to someone, they were looking at $350 to $425 per lead for PPC. In Phoenix, okay. Oh, so that was five dollars per click. Oh, you per need... click. Okay, yeah. all right. Sorry, yeah. So still super stupid expensive. Crazy. So per lead, four four hundred bucks yeah. a lead. Yeah. I mean, they add up real quick, and they'll get scary, and you you better start closing, else you're going to be yeah. turning it off real quick. You know, I'm, I'm hearing that a lot. I've been hearing it for the last year or two. By the way, Melissa is in the house. Hi, Melissa. We sure appreciate and like you. Melissa sent me a message one time saying, every time I go to the beach, I do a deal. She lives in Birmingham, Alabama. I think they still live there, right, Gavin? Yeah, they still live in Bama. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So still there. Well, they still travel to, well, obviously with COVID, but normally they go to 30A. I mean, no, that's your spot as well. I, I love working with Melissa. I mean, she we first met her. She went to one of our workshops in San Diego. Her husband kind of dragged her there and she kind of reluctantly went and reluctantly started doing the real estate stuff. But uh, she started doing deals, right? And then Gavin one time was talking to her on the phone about a particular seller. And yeah. uh, he just said to her, well, what are you going to do now? And she said, you know, I don't know. I'm just going to keep on following up. And then all of a sudden yeah. the light bulb went off, light bulb. Anyway, yeah. I got one in my background right there. But the, and Come Gavin on, said, uh, hey, you want to work together? And so how long have you guys been working together now? Three years or something? Four, four years. Four years. Yeah. Doing and, deals and crushing it, right? Yeah. But Melissa understood the importance of follow-up. She's like, you know what? I'm just going to keep on talking to them. I'm going to keep on following up. And the cool thing about using systems, like the right systems, you can get that follow-up automated and done for you in spite of you, which is where the money is at, right? Yeah. And one thing I want to say as well, that once you have that and you build it, you can then take it into multiple markets, which is what we did, right? So we can do, you know, deals, like I said, in Maui, we got one. So me here in Savannah, Melissa in Bama doing deals in Maui. So you, you can just, if you think big enough, you can literally do anything. If you have the right system and you work the right process, then the deals will come. And that's what everyone needs to do. And one thing that, you know, before we do move on, that everyone needs to do, it's like, you, you don't need to do it right now, but you need to write down as like a, a little case study for yourself. It's kind of where you are now and where do you want to be? Because we're in a new year. 
And one of the craziest things in January is that everyone tries to take on the new year by storm and they've got all these ideas and they're all pumped and excited. And the question is, was you doing the same thing last year and did you actually do anything, right? So you need to be documenting like, where are you now? and Where are you going to go? And what you're going to do is you're going to create a gap. And we do this with all of our clients because that's then when we build that plan and that marketing plan that we're going to come to, we're going to put that plan in so you can get from where you are to where you want to be. You have an action plan. Well, what, what, what's that? What is that going to do for you? It's going to give you, okay, a plan to then be able to focus. Okay, you're going to be able to take massive action. You're not going to get overwhelmed because you know exactly what you need to do. The overwhelm kicks in is because you watch normally too much training, right? Too many videos, and I know you're on one now. Okay, but you've got to take one thing. You're allowed to take one thing and implement it. It's the same if you've got Joe's lease option course. Don't go and watch. The reason that we put one video out a week is because it is purposely do it. We're not holding information back, but we know and we have tested this. If we give you all the training in one go, you watch all the videos and then at the end you're overwhelmed. You don't know where to start. You don't know where to begin. So when you get one video, if you implement what's in that video, you're not going to get overwhelmed that way. And then you're always taking action moving forward to get to the deal faster. Yep. So I just wanted to share that. Before no, it's really we good. On. Really good. I, I want to talk about also follow up. A lot of you guys, you have old leads. Okay. If you want the fastest way to a deal, if you have old leads, and listen, if you don't have old leads, somebody else does. I'm yeah. telling you, one of the fastest ways to a deal are old leads. In this 30 day challenge that we talked about before, one of the things that I did with Esther, she gave me about 1,100 old leads. And I just took 100 of them, did a text blast campaign through REA Simple and picked up 16. Yeah, I might be interested in selling. So the text was simple. It's like, hey, we talked a little while ago. You probably don't remember me. I was calling you about your house about on 123 Main Street. You haven't sold it yet, have you? Or would you be interested in selling it? Is it still available? And that's about a 16% positive response rate because we yeah. did so we did some follow-up. So Esther is working those leads right now and calling them back. I'm another one of our rock star students who we helped her set up the systems and she's just a workhorse. And um, I tell you, it's funny, Gavin, I think about this, but some of our most successful students are all women, which is awesome. Um, now yeah. we got a small well, rock star guy. Until Steve Zimmer messaged me today. He said, I've got five contracts this week. I'm trying to get six in, but I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> Steve, Steve Zimmer can't turn on, and he might be watching me, but he'll laugh. Couldn't turn on a computer, right? That's what, and that's, he'll say that. Couldn't turn on the computer, but again, he's got the sales side. Yeah. So brilliant. I mean, they've come on like them two, husband and wife have just come on so much. All right. And insane. I remember, I remember they were doing a little bit here and there before, but they were struggling to get momentum and they wanted some help with marketing. One of the first things we had them do is follow up with some of their old leads. And Gavin, you got a real cool story. I love you. I love it when you tell this, when you're first getting started in Phoenix, right? Talk about this. You know, in fact, last time we did this coaching call, a guy named Ian from England yeah. was actually on Zoom or was on Facebook here and he said hello. And Gavin was at a coffee shop and he heard Ian talking about real estate and his wife thought he was from Australia and they got into a little argument about it. And Gavin started talking to this guy. He said, no, I do property investing. Well, okay, yeah. fast forward a little bit. Gavin is now trying to do real estate in Phoenix, right? Yeah. What happened? This is really cool. This is in the, so, in the context of following up with old leads. Listen to why this is so important. Yeah. So I'd, I'd spent $750 on uh, direct mail, didn't get a deal immediately. Right. I think he actually bought in back then was like 40, uh, 40 leads, which is like insane. Right. I'd take that all day now. 
So we got these leads, nothing's closing. Don't really know what I'm doing. I got on with a, with a coach back in England and he was like, have you been to like, you got a network? And I was like, all right, well, so I go on meetup.com, meet, M-E-E-T, up.com. I have to spell that out because my accent, people, people can't get it. <laughs> so uh, I did that Tuesday. Uh, it was, I was like, oh, I'm meeting tonight. So I call the organizer and I'm like, how oh, is the meeting on? He's like, yeah, you just turn up. You don't have to like sign in or anything. Great. So I turn up and I'm basically in a room, 40, probably 40, 45 people in there. And it was still one of the best events. I talk about it because he got everyone. He made everyone stand up individually and say what they did, what they were here for. So you have wholesalers, rehabbers, hard money, private money, contractors, you have everybody there. So you can literally just write everybody down like who you wanted to connect with. And it was kind of coming around and I was kind of in the middle. So I was thinking, all right, well, here's my chance. It's kind of coming. Like, what am I going to do? And I was like, just be honest, just stand up. You knew like, don't, you know, because I mean, I'm, I'm a salesperson as well. So I can kind of BS a little bit. You were like, wearing this me. I was, yeah. So it was summer. Oh, yeah, I was. So it's summer. It's probably 90, 95 degrees. And I'm in like slacks and a shirt, dress shoes, thinking, well, it's investors, right? I mean, surely they're all going to be in suits. So I roll up and everyone's in like shorts, flip flops, (laughs) T-shirts. So I stand out like a sore thumb already, right? So you can imagine, can't you? I'm from England. If that's not standing out enough, then I'm in this. I mean, it's like, what is this guy doing? Like, I could only think what people were thinking. (laughs) So, but when I stood up, I just said, hey, I'm from England. And then they probably all thought, well, that makes sense, <laughs> what I was wearing. And um, yeah, I basically said, hey, I'm from uh, from England, I'm new to the business. I don't have money for marketing, but has anyone got any old leads? I believe I can close deals. Let's connect. And then I said, here's my number. And I sat back down. And then there was a lady kind of as I looked left and she said, oh, we need to connect. So I said, okay. So after she said, hey, um, I've got to go, but can we meet tomorrow at a coffee shop? I think we might be able to do something. So I said, yeah, sure. So we met at the coffee shop. She bought a laptop. She pulled a spreadsheet open. And she said, I've got 60 dead leads. If you want to call them, I did mailers three months ago and she had the notes. And uh, I could see it was, uh, it was in December, three months earlier. And she said, do you want to call them and see if there's anything there? And I was like, oh, absolutely. I'll call them. And they were dead. I mean, they were in the notes, dead, dead, dead. Like everything was, the statuses were all dead. So no problem. I'll call them. So I just individually dialed every single one. And then uh, over a week, I uh, spoke to about 40 people, uh, contacts, and we got two contracts. And they were the first two contracts that I ever did. Both of them closed. They were small deals, but there was so much that I got from that because I would even say I don't believe in luck because I think you make your own luck, right? So I had to be in the right place. I had to create the opportunity. But the key was that I learned from the get-go that this is follow-up. These people have said this that I could see in the notes. And then when I have a conversation, that has now changed. So whatever they were told before, over a period of time, it's changed. I remember the first deal, the lady said, we offered 85000 in the notes. And she said, no, I'm going to put the money in. I'm going to clear it out. I'm going to do it up and I'm going to sell it myself. Okay, no problem. Three months later, she'd not done a thing. Same position. And she said, yeah, I've not done anything. I think I'm actually going to just sell it. So we did. We bought it. And that was the first deal just because of the timing. Well, then the best thing is, is that I'm very big on creating opportunity. You have to seek opportunity. I just recorded a podcast on this today. Seeking opportunity. No one is going to come to you You cannot stand on the sideline. You have to get and make things happen. So, of course, 
she thinks now looking at me, I've just closed deal two deals from nothing. She thinks like this guy's brilliant and he's new. So she's all fired up. So I was like, well, look, what if you pay for the marketing? I'll do all the calls, lock the deals up and you can get rid of them and move them. Right. Because I was scared to death of contracts. I didn't want to like put things in my name. I didn't know what I was doing. And that's what we did. So she started spending two grand on marketing. I was taking the calls, doing the follow up, getting deals. And that's how I started. And then from that, worked with another two people doing the same thing. So I had three people all marketing and I just sat on the phone all day, just trying a lot of deals up. And that was it. You know, I love it. I love it. The money is made on the phone. Cool. Absolutely. You're exactly right. I mean, this is where it's at and the good thing is and the way that we teach it is that if this isn't your strong point and we say you've got to outsource it you've got to partner up you've got to do something because someone's got to be on that phone there's certain positions again brilliant at the basics the four basic things that need to happen in every business and if you're not covering one of them and it and there's a and there's a gap in there then the whole thing won't work if you don't market you've got no one to speak to if you market and you don't talk to anyone or you can't make an offer or you can make cold offers and you need to then quadruple your marketing, right? If you don't follow up, then you might do one deal in every hundred and something leads. So all these things have to come together. And if the basic things, then you'll grow. Very good. And I'm, I'm watching my video right now on YouTube and my image quality is horrible. <laughs> it's like you, you were painting and I've just smeared it with my hand. <laughs> you're there, but oh. you're not there. So frustrating. I just spent a lot of money with this whole setup, the the, uh, the camera, the lights, the microphone, and it's not working. So whatever, you know, maybe nobody yeah. wants to see my, my mug shot anyway. Maybe Sometimes when you still, it yeah. gets you and it's like real clear. And then you move and then it's gone again. See, I'm doing anyway. some... I'm doing those of you that are photographers. I'm, I I did it like a digital zoom with the camera, so it's not like a lens where you zoom. It's like a digital zoom, and I think that's causing my problems. So I need to get a new lens or move the camera closer. You're good. You're good. You're back. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> All right. Move. So just summarize again, guys. So far, you got to be brilliant at the basics. Okay, which is the basics: marketing. Really, there's only three things: marketing, talking to sellers, making offers. Follow-up is just a given, but that's part of making offers, okay? You need to be following up every single month with all your old leads. And so if you don't have any any money for marketing, first thing I would tell you to do, go find another investor, another wholesaler who has a bunch of old leads and say, hey, listen, can I follow up with your old leads? You pay me $1,000 out of each deal or whatever, okay? No good wholesaler that has old leads is going to say no to that. Like that is amazing. If somebody were to come to me and say, Hey, could I work your old leads? I say in a heartbeat. Yeah. Follow up with them. So especially if you're getting started out, just say, you know what, pay me a thousand bucks or half the deal. Right. And you can get people to bring you their old leads. So that is going to be huge, especially going forward. If you're a new beginning investor, because here's the other cool thing about this. You know, if you're working with another investor who has old leads, they're going to help you and coach you with what's going on in the market, right? Because you're not going to know the title companies that you're going to, you're not going to have money to close the deals. You're not going to know the contracts to use and all of that, that might be unique or specific to your county, your city, but guess who is going to know that stuff? Okay. The investors that that you're working their old leads, they're going to help you with that stuff. They're going to help you figure out who the, who has the money, the right contracts to use, the right title companies to use. And so it's like, 
And they're also going to tell you, all right, on that side of the street, you're going to make an offer in this price range. On this neighborhood, you're going to make an offer in this price range. So that's why it's so important to work with local investors who have old dead leads. All right. My son just texted me. I need to fix something here for him real quick. All right. I'm done. Um, That's important. Now, I want to talk about something else. In the last coaching call we did, we talked a lot about creating a marketing plan. And I walked through of all of the things you should do in a marketing plan and how to have a scorecard and to hold yourself accountable and all of that. And I felt like, oh man, maybe I've overwhelmed a lot of people with that. But I did want to talk about this because as you're looking at all of the things that you need to do in a business, you should be asking yourself a real simple question. How can I do none of this, right? We're talking about how to ask who, not how. Now, when I was traveling, doing deals virtually, and Gavin, you've done that um, just as much as I have, where you're traveling and doing deals from your RV and, and going to Europe and stuff like that. So when I wanted to do uh, travel, I knew I couldn't do it by myself. And so I listed all of the steps that it's involved in a wholesaling deal. And I just asked myself a simple question. How can I get someone else to do this all for me? How can I do none of this? And so a more important question to ask rather than like, how do I do the websites? How do I do the CRM, the database? How do I do the marketing? Should I use yellow ink or, I mean, yellow paper or white paper, red ink or black ink? Or um, how, how, how do I do all of this stuff? Stop asking that question and instead ask the question, who? Who can I get to do this direct mail for me? Who can I get to give me the list? Who can I get to help me set up the systems? Who can I get to make those cold calls? That's kind of stuff. That is what successful entrepreneurs do. That is what successful business owners do. This applies to everybody in every industry, all right? Stop asking how, start asking who, okay? All right, one more thing I want to talk about too, when we're looking at 2021, uh, that I think is going to be important for you and critical for you to have success are virtual deals, okay? small towns. We I've already seen some of the questions that people typed in here. They are in California. They're in New York City. And how do I do how do I how am I going to do deals living in a real expensive competitive market? How am I going to do deals in, in a place like New York City where the cheapest apartment is 5 million dollars and uh you know it's really hard to do deals when the seller and the buyer have to have an attorney all that stuff, right? If you want to succeed, I really believe this. You need to know and learn how to do deals virtually in in multiple markets, okay? And it's not as hard as you might think. It's not that difficult, all right? And one of the things I also want to encourage you with are the small towns. You know, we've have students that are elderly, you know, in their 60s, 70s maybe. I don't know if we've had any students in their 70s, but we would help them do deals in, from California in other states like Oklahoma, Kansas is some of the ones that I can think of. They had very, they didn't have very good, strong tech skills, but what they good were good with was persistence and not giving up. They knew how to pick up the phone. They knew how to talk to sellers, but they found other people, boots on the ground that could partner with them on deals. All right. So to succeed, guys, I'm telling you, you need to learn or you need to stop being afraid of virtual deals, right? You need to be open to the idea of going into new markets and doing deals in new markets. And also don't be afraid of the small towns. There is so little competition. Let's say you're in Dallas, Fort Worth, right? It's really busy. You should take a look at the two to three counties out and look for those counties that, I don't know, maybe have at least 100,000 people in them. There is a lot of opportunity, very little competition. One of the people that I've learned a lot of this from is Larry Goins. His name is Larry Goins, and he's a friend of mine out of uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Been doing deals since the 80s, right? And he's old school. He likes direct mail because it's consistent. 
and he can get good leads from it. Well, he's kept on, he was doing a lot of deals in Charlotte and, and it got very, very competitive. Big hedge funds came in town. A lot of other, you know, the training companies came th- through in town and started um, teaching people how to do marketing. And so all of a sudden he saw his lack of competition shrink. So he started getting a lot more competition. Anyway, so he started, he went from seeing his direct mail response rates go from two to 3% down to maybe half of 1%, which is ridiculous, which is what a lot of people are seeing now in places like Phoenix and Nashville and Denver and Los Angeles and all that. So he started going out one or two counties out. And I'm telling you guys, even today, and I talked to him, I just saw his uh, somebody from his team the other day. They're getting two to 3% response rates right now on their postcards, which is crazy, right? In these small towns, virtually no competition. And for him, and I've learned a lot from him over the last couple of years, and this is what we're doing now. As long as the house is on a paved road and it's 30 minutes from a Walmart or a Dollar General, he will get it under contract and he will wholesale it. There are buyers there. There are buyers there. And he just uses local realtors to help him sell the properties. So there's a lot of opportunities opportunities in small towns, some mutual friends that are crushing this right now in small towns. So I just wanted to say this as part of like a strategy in 2021 going forward. If you want to succeed, you need to start looking at virtual deals and you need to start looking at the small towns. Don't be afraid of the small towns. Okay. Yeah. You want to add anything to that, Gavin? No, I mean, you're exactly right. The one thing I will say, uh, just be careful. If you use anything like heat maps or population maps that you can use, you want to really go around the counties when it's as, as Dallas was a good example, right? <laughs> But I'll give you some places in like Mississippi, Jackson, Mississippi. You couldn't go on the counties outside because there might not be a house that exists in there. So you need to obviously look at that. But any busy cities, 100%, you should be going around the outside. And I think that's going to be huge for you in any marketing that you want to do as well. Direct mail, but also cold calling, texting, any of, of them will uh, will work as well. The other thing I wanted to touch on would be focus on motivated sellers. Okay. Stop trying to turn non-deals into deals. This is probably one of the biggest things that I get with the clients and Josie's as well. When someone wants to just keep thinking it's a deal and looking at every different angle, if the numbers don't work, the numbers don't work, right? You need to move on and follow up until the numbers do work. Now, obviously we're here to solve problems, But I get the craziest things like this seller is really motivated, so motivated, and they've got to sell and they're happy to do a lease option, right? Or whatever it is, they're happy to do a lease option, but they want $50,000 down. Well, they're not that motivated because they don't need $50,000 down. Why do they need $50,000 down, right? So the deal just isn't going to work. So if it doesn't work, move on. Focus on the motivated ones. They're the ones that get your time. I have a rule that if someone is not giving me the time of day, doesn't really want to tell me about the house, not really interested, then my offer gets about two minutes to make, right? I only want to listen and deal with motivated people, and they're the ones that I'm going to spend more time with. And if you do that in 2021, you're going to be more successful. Speaking of the small towns now, uh, this is one of my new favorite topics. You ready? Flipping vacant land. I'm telling you. Now, let me explain kind of why I started doing this. Flipping vacant land. So I have two teenage two teenage sons. Right now, um, one is uh, 15, one is 17. Okay. And uh, when we started this, they were 13 and 15. And I knew that they're good kids. They're super smart, but they don't have the maturity level yet to maybe negotiate with a seller on a house. You know, there's usually on a house a lot more emotional attachment. You know, there's a lot more to understand about houses and how they're built. And, you know, I could teach them, they could learn it, but like, I'm super busy. And I said, let's just do land. So I bought 
a couple courses. One of the courses I bought was really good, a course by Jack Bosch called Land Profit Generator. And I went through that course. I bought a couple more. His was the best. And um, I made my boys go through it. And then uh, we went to a couple of Jack Bosch's uh, boot camps. And my kids got all excited. You know, like, oh, man, I can have a Lamborghini when I turn 16. I said, no, maybe not. But <laughs> So they started learning the land business, right? And then, so what we do is we mail a postcard that just says, hey, do you want to sell your land? And we give a, we give a reference number on the postcard. They call a 24-hour pre-recorded voicemail. We say on the postcard, call our 24-hour pre-recorded voicemail. And the person who gets the postcard calls it and they leave a voicemail. And the voicemail says, hey, leave the reference number from that postcard on the voicemail. And so my boys listen to the voicemail, get the reference number. And then, do you need a code? Okay. Then they, um, they do the research and figure out what the property is worth. And then we send an offer to the seller at 25 cents on the dollar. So 25% of what it's worth. And I've trained them how to find out what it's worth by going to websites like Zillow, Lands of America, landwatch.com and things like that. So my boys find out how much the property is worth and we send an offer, a contract to the seller at 25% of the value. Guess what? Since they've been doing this, I don't know, we've done 20 something deals, 20 to 30 deals. My boys have only been involved in about uh, seven of them. Um, but here's the crazy, awesome thing, guys. We don't talk to the sellers until they get our offer, which is super cool, right? Once they accept our offer, we have three months to close. And that's when we do our due diligence. We want to make sure it has road access. It's not on a landfill. The taxes are paid. Or if they're not, that's fine too, because we're buying them so stinking cheap. So much, that's dirt cheap, right? We're buying them dirt cheap. And so flipping vacant land is really awesome. I, I'm loving it, right? We just, as of today, yesterday we got a call. We got the contract today on a property in Texas. Just like I was saying before, this was a deal that we were doing um, for that 30-day challenge. And um, the post, we've been starting to get postcards, responses back. We got a 3.2% response rate on that postcard, 3.2%, which is really good. We've sent out 14 or 15 offers so far. We've had two signed contracts back. Now we're in the middle of the due diligence part, but one of them looks really good. The other one looks good, but there's nine family members that we're going to need to get to sign the contract and the and the deed and all of that. So we're hiring a title company to help us with that. But guys, listen, this is the numbers on this one today. It's worth about $78,000. That's what they're currently selling for. It's a 20 acre lot. Okay. It's in East Texas, about two hours from Houston. We're buying it for 18,000. It's worth about seventy-eight to eighty thousand. We're buying it for eighteen thousand. What is that? Let me get my calculator here, and I do eighteen divided by seventy-eight. We're buying it at twenty-three percent of ARV. So there's room for mistakes there, right? This is why I'm okay with my sons doing this. There is room for error when you're offerings making offers at twenty to twenty-five cents on the dollar. So we're doing the due diligence now. But here's the cool thing about this: we're talking about who, not how, right? So I've set this up where my boys make the offers and then I have a partner, a business partner in this little business here, side business, that does the disposition. So we are doing the acquisitions and my friends are doing the dispositions. They're actually doing the research and selling the property and we're splitting the deal. I believe it's 45-55. So I'm making 55, they're making 45. And it's awesome. It's They love it, right? Because they don't have to do the marketing. They don't have to bring the money to the table to close the deal. Um, we, 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 we make the offers, we get it under contract, we give it to them and then they take it from there. Um, and it's a great side hustle. Well, here's the thing. Don't be afraid of vacant land. There's a lot of opportunity now. And especially since Biden, if 
you believe he is elected president. He, he's going to be coming into office on January 20th, most likely now, right, in six days. Well, there's a lot of people in the survivalist prepper communities that are going crazy right now wanting vacant land. They want to buy some land so they have a place to bug, to go bug out, right? A place to go hide their guns from the government because they're going to come and take them all away, right? They're going to, they want to hide their food and their, they want to have a place where they can go build a cabin or just ride their four wheelers or hunt or do shooting practice or just hide from the government. All right. You see what I'm saying here? So the demand is really rapidly rising for this vacant land. There's people in Houston that are literally, I'm not trying to knock anybody. I'm not trying to talk about politics. I'm just telling you what's going on right now. Our phones are lighting up for this land. People are looking for vacant land where they can go and camp or maybe build a cabin in the future. Or like where we are in Texas, a lot of people harvest the wood. They will buy this land, depending on how old the trees are, and will cut the trees and replant new trees. Or they just want a place to ride their four-wheelers and go hunt, things like that. All right, so flipping vacant land is pretty cool. And we, we, so we buy them at 25 cents on the dollar and we sell them for 60, 70 cents on the dollar. And sometimes we sell them, and that's for cash. Sometimes we sell them on terms with owner financing terms. So I'm excited about that. All right. I now. just want to point, I just want to point out something real quick. So the idea of what Joe's just said, right, is that he's built something, right, where he didn't have to do anything in a way, right, because it's outsourced. His boys can get involved. They can learn the business of making offers. So that ticks a box, right, and it's being done. And then he has a partner on the ground or, sorry, a partner that's going to be doing the rest of the work. So you need to think when you actually look at, like, from a lifestyle business, you have to look what you're trying to do and then you can implement it. Really important. So Joe knew what he was trying to do. So then he could go, okay, well, if I do this and this and I do the marketing and this person does this and this person does that, then it all comes together and then money's made. And that's how you need to start thinking this year is that you don't need to attack everything on your own. Okay, collaboration. All the deals I do is some kind of partnership, whether it's flipping, whether it's wholesaling, lease options. There's always other people involved with all the deals that I do. Okay, and I think if you do that, yes, you're you're splitting profits. Yes, you're sharing profits. But what's more important, your time or the money yourself? I mean, what is it? You got to figure that out. And once you do, you can implement the plan. All right. Here's the cool thing. So somebody is asking, like Barbara here, who does the land inspection? Uh, Google Earth does the land inspection. Okay. Like we, there's no inspections needed. We can just go to Google Earth, which is pretty cool. Um, sometimes though, we do hire somebody to go take pictures and shoot, do some drone footage. Thank you, Tim. And thank you, Joe. And thank you, Jamie. Cool. All right. So... Let's talk about the next thing we want to talk about. I'm looking at my notes here. Okay, I've, I'm going to talk about multiple offers here in a second, but I just want to talk about this website link again. If you're interested in getting our help with setting up these systems, finding the virtual assistants, getting your list, skip tracing your list, doing the marketing, whether it's cold calling or direct mail or scraping and texting, Zillow and things like that, we have teams in place that will do all of that for you. If you're interested in getting the CRM stuff set up, your website set up, the phone system set up, all of the techie stuff, if you're interested in getting us to do that for you, so you can start asking who, not how, go to reinetwork.com slash systems, reinetwork.com slash systems, and we will help you do that, okay? Now, I'm going to talk about multiple offers here in a second because I think this is going to be really important. 
going forward. And then we're going to jump into your questions. we got a lot of people on here. If you have questions, we want you to type them into YouTube or Facebook, and we will uh, get to them as soon as yeah. we can. Right? Real quick, let's talk about multiple offers. Because sometimes I think, Gavin, this intimidates people, right? When we talk about making multiple offers, we don't want you guys to think that every seller you talk to, you need to be making multiple offers to, okay? We're talking about as part of the follow-up, you should give them options. When you're first talking to a seller, you're not trying to do a lease option deal. You're not trying to do a cash deal. You're just trying to do a deal, right? You're talking to them, trying to find out their motivation. They may have zero interest in selling right now, and that's fine, okay? They say no, but guess what? No means not yet. So what you should be doing, if you want to go from getting one out of 30 offers accepted to three out of 30 offers accepted, start learning how to make multiple offers to the no's. I'm not saying lead with multiple offers. I'm saying make multiple offers to the no's. And how do you do that? Well, it's really simple. And we're going to show you right now some formulas. So get a pen and paper and get ready to write these little simple formulas down because this is what's going to um, help you. Now, don't worry about getting it right, like to the to the gnats, but just make the offers. So this is how a really quick and dirty way that's going to get you in the ballpark of where you need to be. You ready? This is really complicated. Cash offers. Zillow times 70%. Okay, that's it. Now, if it needs a lot of repairs, do Zillow times 60%. All right, that's your cash offer. Now, if you know how to do lease options, it's Zillow times 85%. So write these down, cash, and I'll go through these again if you're not writing them down fast enough. For cash offer, normally when I make multiple offers, I'm making a cash offer, a lease option offer, and maybe an owner financing offer. Okay, then why do I do that? Because I want to give the sellers options. So when I send them after they say no, I send them a letter that says something simple like, hey, listen, I know you don't want to sell your house right now, or maybe now is not the right time. Mr. Seller, it was great talking to you today about your house at 123 Main Street. I know you don't want to sell it right now, but listen, if circumstances change, please keep this letter for future references. Uh, we may be able to help you buy your house in one of these other two or three ways. Okay, so it's just a way to get your foot in the door. This is called foot in the door follow up. And you send them an offer because when you and when you send this in the mail, they're more likely to hold on to this. They're going to hold on to it. They're not as going to be as likely as throwing it away. And I prefer that you do it in the mail because that way you know they're going to read it. It's not going to get lost in the spam filters. It's not going to go into their inbox and they're just going to say, oh, I'll look at it later and then forget. All right. So the first offer is cash. Zillow times 75%, 70%. Then the lease option offer is Zillow times 85%. That's going to get you the price. Now the rent for a lease option is going to be the Zillow rent times 75%. Okay. So for the price, it's Zillow value times 85%. And the rent that you're paying to the seller is Zillow rent times 75%. What does that mean? Well, for the price, you want at least 15% equity. And for the cash flow and the rent, you want at least 25% of the rent for cash flow. Again, just general rules of thumb. And if you decide to do owner financing, one of my favorite ways to do owner financing is Zillow times 100%. Well, what? That's crazy, Joe. What are you talking about? I'm talking about principal-only payments, seller financing and principal-only payments. And for the rent, you're going to do 50% of the rent. So for the payments on an owner financing, you're going to do 50% of the rent. And these are going to be principal-only payments, okay? So this is just a real simple way when you're making offers in the, for the follow-up after they've said no, which is going to be most of the sellers you talk to, I really highly recommend you send them a multiple offer. It's called a three-option letter of intent is what this is, okay? And there's no fancy formula for this except what i just shown you here. But send them a cover letter. Hey, it was great talking to you today about your house at 123 Main Street. I know you don't want to sell it now, but if circumstances change, here are one of three ways I might be able to buy your house. Check, check them out. Keep this letter for future reference. 
Sellers do that. When you tell them to do it, they do it, a lot of them. Keep this letter for future reference, okay? Then when you follow up in 30 days, because you're going to follow up with all your old leads, right? This is what you're going to say on the phone. Hey, Mr. Seller, how are you? You probably don't remember me. I'm calling you about the offer I sent you in the mail a little while ago. Did you get it? Do you remember it? Okay. This now gives you an excuse to follow up, which is yeah. sometimes all you need. But now it's now you're also differentiating differentiating yourself from all your competition. Guys, listen, your competition is not doing this. Your competition is not sending offers to every seller and they are not following up. This is the key to your success in 2021 going forward. Make an offer to every seller. No lead left behind. No lead yeah. left behind. Send an offer to every seller. The ones that say no, send them a three-option letter of intent with a cash offer, lease option offer, an owner financing offer, okay? And then follow up. Hey, I was just calling about that offer I sent you a month ago. Have you sold your house yet? That's going to be a more powerful follow-up than just, hey, you remember we talked a little while ago about your house. Yeah. You want to make any uh, comments on that, Gavin? Do you have anything? Yeah, we also, on the follow-up, something else you could do is uh, ask them if they know of anyone else interested in selling. Yeah. Right? So don't make it about their house because then it gets them intrigued. Like, well, what about my house? Right? So we might call and say, hey, Joe, you know, we sent you that offer on, uh, you know, 123 Main Street a few weeks ago, but I forgot to ask. You don't know anyone else that's interested in selling, do you? So I don't make it about that because that's automatically going to come up here in a second as we start to engage, right? So you just have to look at different plugins. And I mean, I always believe with any conversation, whether it's a cold call, whether it's a, you're trying to engage someone for the first time, the first 10 seconds that you're going to, what you're going to say needs to be engaging and needs to kind of throw them off to then want to, to speak. Does that make sense? Yeah. But yeah, you're exactly right. All right. So we're going to get into some Q and A now. All right. We're going to get into some Q and A, answer some questions because I know a lot of you are having them. Again, I just want to remind you, reinetwork.com slash systems if you want our help setting this stuff up for you. You know, if you want our help creating, helping you get the CRM set up where you can you know, put in some numbers and it will spit out this three option letter of intent and send it to your sellers for you, we can show you how to do that with REI Simple. But go to reinetwork.com slash systems reinetwork.com slash systems. And if you have questions right now, please type them in the comment box of YouTube and Facebook, and we're going to go through them right now. Somebody from Facebook says here, good looking Gavin Timms and Joel McCall. Finally clear. Nice. Barbara says, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Bob's got a good question here. Um, do you use double closings for your land? The answer is usually not. For the vacant land that we do, uh, because we're buying it so cheap, most of the land we buy is like 2,000 bucks. Now we're starting to get into bigger properties, which are going to take you know about 18 grand. So there's only so many of those that I can buy. I might need to bring on a private investor. By the way, if anybody listening to this is interested in being a private investor with me on some of this vacant land, shoot me an email support at joemccall.com, support at joemccall.com. But because this land, I'm just shocked. I sent 1,100 postcards and we still have 20 more offers to send. And I still have another like three to 4,000 postcards to send. This land is coming in crazy right now. But anyway, we do close on the land typically and then turn around and sell it. It's just sometimes easier to do that, but you don't have to. We have three months to close on this vacant land. And so you can do a double close, same day double close if you want to. Sometimes it's just better to um, buy it, close on it, right? And then um, turn around and sell it. Because again, it's not much money. Yeah. Okay. Some of these questions I've already asked, answered. Okay. Good question here. I believe from Barbara, what software with the maps should we use? I'm not sure, Barbara, what you mean by that. 
for for software for the maps should we use? Are you talking about um, old population review? Probably. Oh, population. Yeah. So there's a website for the maps that we were talking about it on last coaching call. I actually have it right here. It's called worldpopulationreview.com. Worldpopulationreview.com. I'm not going to take the time to show that to you right now, but um, what that is is it's a website that shows you all 50 states. You can click on one of the states, and then it shows you two big, really cool maps by county. You can see where the growth trends are happening. You can see population density by county, and you can see population growth by county on this map. And what I like to see is the counties that are the most populated, the densely populated counties. And then what are the counties that are two or three counties out that have growth that are, you know, are 100,000 population or more. And that's a good place to go find counties to start targeting. So again, worldpopulationreview.com is a place you can go check that out. Okay. Uh, We got some new comments here and questions. That's a good question from Marlon. Focus is important. You got to focus on the one thing. It's just sometimes hard to block out the noise. This is a good comment right here from Marlon. Gavin, talk a little bit. What, you know, why is it so hard to focus on one thing at a time? And how do you, what do you teach and recommend for folks to block out the noise like Marlon's talking about? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a great comment. I mean, there's multiple things that you can do, right? Uh, time blocking. Be prepared for what you're going to work on the next day and uh, focus on one strategy, one of everything. You can only physically do one. If you you haven't read the book, it's called The One Thing. It's really good. Prioritizing your tasks and then literally completing them as you go again, because you're going to be moving, moving forward. And, And I understand why people do it. Right. I mean, we. Joey sell courses uh, and, you know, people on the podcast and they've, you know, got something, everyone's got different strategies. And I think sometimes it's easy just to go to the next shiny object, right? But all that adds up and it's just a one-way thing of money going out and not going in. Again, when I work with every anyone, okay, that I work with one-to-one, I tell them that they have to get results before they can go and buy another course uh, or another program or another strategy. Because I believe that if you can't get results with me, don't think you're going to go to something else and a different strategy and expect a different result. And why is that? Because the four basic things in real estate that we talked about earlier in this call will never change in any of the real estate businesses or strategies. They're all the same. You're marketing in some capacity. You're talking to sellers. Again, you could say, well, hold on, land. Yeah, land, maybe not. But the majority of the others you will be, you will be making offers and you will be following up. So focusing on one strategy is super important. And then you need to break it down and say, right, I need to get this out because without getting this marketing out or hiring the VA to do the marketing or whatever your next thing is, you need to do that before you can then get on the phone. And I think if you break it down like that and then schedule your day to then block time to say in between, you know, three hour blocks, nine till 12, I'm going to achieve these things. So I'm not a big fan of, of, of putting pressure like 15 minutes. I've got to be doing all these things. I just like saying this window of time, I want to achieve these things. And in this window, I want to achieve. And the last coaching student that I did this for, the like I'm working 11, 12 hours a day. And all I said was, okay, well, the day down, what do you do? So we went through from the silliest things like eating breakfast, reading, watching the news, doing this, doing that. And then I'm like, oh, I answer emails. How long do you want to answer emails? Two hours. Yeah, you can have two hours. And basically what we did was we did all of that. Okay. And he was finished by three o'clock in the afternoon. So seven o'clock. And it was his day. 
that we planned and I get big margins. And why is that? Why could we plan that day and finish four hours early? It's because he's not prepared. He sits there and thinks hours a day, what should I do next? There is so much headspace lost through should I do this and should I do that or should I get on Clubhouse and watch this person speak or should I get on YouTube and watch Gavin and Joe? Whatever it may be, right? Oh, my gosh. But the thing is, is that you have to plan because if you put the plan in for tomorrow and know the schedule, you can knock it out. You'll achieve a lot more by staying focused. Yeah, let's not talk about Clubhouse, shall we? Yeah, no. That's got to be one of the hugest, biggest time sucks in the world. That I ever know. Yeah. I know some people that are spending 10 to 12 hours a day on Clubhouse. Yeah. It got what? me. I did. I did about five hours the first weekend when you invite you invited me. You, it was your fault. I lost like five, six hours of my life. <laughs> and I'm like, what am I doing? I can't operate this week doing this. <laughs> and I've only been on since because that's it's all I'm, talk, you know, all talk, no action, you know, show me the money. You're not, you can't show me the money on, on Clubhouse. Now there's a place for Clubhouse, you know, I'm, I'm not saying yeah. there's, but what's your, your speed to income is directly proportional, not to the number of hours you spend on sites like Clubhouse, not how many podcasts you listen to, you know, not how many YouTube videos you watch, although we're glad you're here. We're glad you're listening and watching this right now, but your speed to income is directly proportional to the number of offers that you make. So get out there and start making some offers, Right. That's your one thing that you should be focusing on, making some offers. Got a good question here from Carlos, real quick. How do I do lease options as a realtor in Texas? It's kind of, forget forget about doing lease options as a realtor in Texas. This would be my advice, right? Um, you can do lease option assignments in Texas as a realtor, but I, I think it'd be easier to do them as an investor. As, you know, So if you're going to do lease options, do lease option assignments. If you're going to do lease option assignments in Texas, then do them as an investor, like my good friend John Jackson teaches, and we have a, a module with him in the course. Okay. All right. Let's go to the, uh, yeah, good question here from Virginia. Even if they, from YouTube, even if they say they aren't interested, you send them an offer, you just mail it to them? The answer is yes. The systems that we set up for our coaching clients in REI Simple, you can create a real simple offer and email it to this company that we use who will print it and send it in the physical mail next day. So next business day, they will print your letter, your follow-up letter, your three-option letter of intent, and will send it to the seller, and the seller will get it in a couple of days. Okay, this is we, we believe in sending these offers in writing because your competition's not doing it, and you're, it's more likely to be read and kept and saved from the sellers. All right? Okay, Marsha is asking the question here. Hello and happy Thursday. I found a tenant buyer that's ready to move by the end of March. Now I need to find a seller. Okay, Marsha, really cool. I have a couple podcasts where I interviewed realtors who do this very, very successfully. They find the buyer first and then go find a house for the buyer. Now to do that though, Marsha, I really believe that you need to get your real estate license and you need, you can't, that's brokering when you go find a buyer or seller for a buyer. Um, now there's, there's creative ways around that, of course, but I would say, you know, specifically for lease option deals, um, I would give, I would recommend you get your license. Okay. Now there's a podcast I did with a guy named RP Murphy a couple, three years ago. Super cool guy. Um, one of the most successful realtors in St. Louis. 
And this is all he does. He finds the tenant buyers first and then goes finds a house, goes and finds a house for them. So if you want to go find that podcast, just do a search for realestateinvestingmastery.com, realestateinvestingmastery.com. That's my podcast website. And then do a search for Murphy. R.P. Murphy is his name. And listen to that interview. It was really, really good. All right. We got some new comments and questions here. Good question from William. Real quick here. Hi, Joe and Gavin. If I want to do a deal out of the New York City area, an SWO, I'm not sure what an SWO is. A sandwich option, maybe? Yeah. How do I find boots on the ground? Good question. Whether you're doing lease options or cash deals, um, I always like and recommend uh, realtors. Find a realtor that can be your boots on the ground. You know, if it's a lease option, you pay them a leasing fee of usually one month's rent, and they can do they can take care of all that stuff for you. Um, and it also gives your you more credibility to the seller and to the tenant buyer when you have an agent working for you. The agent is representing you; they're not representing the seller or the tenant buyer. They're representing you to find a tenant buyer or a tenant for that property. So I really like leaning on realtors for me to find my buyers. The same with the cash deal. Okay. Go and find a realtor to help you bring buyers for your deals, okay? They can be your boots on the ground. They can take pictures. They can help show the home and all of that good stuff. Yeah. All right. A question here from Harish. How are you doing, Harish? I could not see many Zillow leads in Central California. I need help in finding different areas. So um, yeah, Central Cal- anywhere in California, it's going to be hard to find leads on Zillow. One of the techniques that I like to use and teach is finding rentals and for sale by owners on Zillow and sending the seller a text or an email or, and or a letter. And if you have the right systems in place, reinetwork.com slash systems, plug, plug, we can set up these systems for you that with just a couple clicks, we have a company that will scrape the leads from Zillow. You can skip trace them. You can send a text to the person who has the phone number on Zillow, whether it's the owner or the property manager. You can find out who the owner of the property is. You can send them a letter and then you can skip trace them and send them a text message and cold call them and email them. You can do all of that in just like one or two minutes with REI Simple. So now if you're in California, you don't have enough leads Real simple, right? Zoom out. There's a plus button and a minus button on Zillow. Keep on zooming out until you get enough leads, right? You could just like one week, maybe target all of the for sale by owners in Zillow. And there's not a lot of them, but target all the for sale by owners in Zillow. The next week, target all the for sale by owners in Oregon. The next week, all of them in Washington. The next week, uh, what is it, Nevada um, or Arizona? And so, and then what's the one up there in North Idaho? So every week, just pick a new state, okay? Yep, yep, yep. Okay, this is a good question from Mar. Do you have a marketing agent contract or a contract to receive compensation for finding a buyer for a wholesaler? Okay, good question, Mar. When you are partnering with a wholesaler, whether you're bringing a buyer or a seller to somebody else, I like to use just simple JV agreements. Um, Or to be more specific, if you don't have your license, Mar, I'd recommend getting the property under contract with like an option agreement or something like that. Um, that way you have some equitable interest in the property and you're, you're advertising or marketing the contract. Okay. So that's how I recommend you do it. I'm looking, you don't, you can't see the uh, questions here at the, I know. No. All right. I'm just waiting. Marsha said, thank you. You're welcome. Jogno. I need this stuff, stuff drilled into my head. <laughs> Again, he likes repetition. Okay. Good question. Did we answer this? What should I be doing next? And just bouncing from one thing to the next. I think Marlon asked that question a different way before, but this is what we talked about at the beginning. 
what should you be doing next? You need to be focused on being brilliant at the basics. What are those four basic things? Marketing, talking to sellers, making offers, and follow-up. Forget about everything else. Just do that. Yeah. Jamie is saying, I need an invite. <laughs> I, you know, Jamie, I get two or three of them once in a while and I send them away. I don't have any of them. I think she's talking about an invite for uh, Clubhouse. Clubhouse, yeah. <laughs> um, yes, those are distractions. Oh, good question here from Facebook user. How up to date is Redfin and Zillow? Uh, good question. Zillow is getting better, okay? I really like Redfin. If you're looking for up to date in terms of what's on the MLS, um, Redfin gets their data directly from the MLS. They have relationships with the local MLSs. And Zillow tends to be a little more challenging. It's not as current or up to date. Maybe it's gotten better. It's, you know what, every market is different. So you just need to kind of test it. If you're in Seattle, Washington, you need to compare the MLS to your Zillow and Redfin and see for yourself which is better. But in my experience, Redfin is usually better with MLS data, okay? Yep. And Redfin's not in every market either. Uh, Joe's asking a question here. Which one do you like to use best to get your lease options, Zillow or Redfin? I like Zillow the best because Zillow has a lot of uh, rentals and for sale by owners. So Zillow is the authority, is the leader on those two resources, rentals and for sale by owner, right? Do you like, by the way, Gavin, have you noticed how I'm looking at the camera while I'm looking at the questions? Yeah. This is part of the whole setup that I paid a gazillion dollars for. Why? So, well, yeah. <laughs> it's I have a teleprompter behind in front of my camera and a little third monitor that's like a big iPad. So I'm looking at a, another monitor as I'm looking at the camera. It's fancy. Oh. Mm-hmm. So next time you're here, we will I'll show you how this all works. Yeah, and then you'll Good. cost me a lot of money because <laughs> I want it. <laughs> Copy Josh has a good question. What's a good starting monthly budget for marketing? I would say, you know, 500 bucks a month is a good place to start. The more, the better. Uh, yeah, but whatever that, you have, you got to make sure you're using it wisely. You need to spend yeah. it wisely. You want to add something, Gavin? I was going to say a thousand bucks if you can do it, but you could do it on five. You could do it on nothing if you have time. So you need time, money, or both, right? So if you don't have anything, but you have the time, then you can make it work. But if you're working and you can, then yeah, you want to really be aiming for a thousand if you can, but you want to also be consistent. So don't do what a lot of people go, oh, I've got $2,000. I'm going to spend it all this month. No, you want you know, to be I would say, it. I would say, Gavin, I think it's more important to have time than money, right? Because again, yeah. what, what did we talk about at the beginning? How Gavin got started in Phoenix. He had the time. He knew how to pick up the phone. He wasn't afraid of the phone. And he started calling other investors old leads. Yep. So you could do that right now, tonight. Go find some other investors. Say, hey, can I work your old leads? And you could start doing that. That doesn't cost anything. Absolutely. Or you could do it. You know, my friends that are helping me in the land stuff, right? Do what they do. They're like, hey, listen, Joe, we'll sell all your deals. You get the deals under contract, we'll sell them. We'll bring you the buyers. That doesn't cost any money. All right, we've got some more questions here. Yeah, Barbara here says, I have time, but no money. You know, one of the things that Gavin and I met at a um, um, a workshop in Spain, I was doing, uh, done two or three oh. workshops in Spain. And uh, one of the workshops I did from a coach and a mutual friend of ours, he would take the room of investors. And I remember there were 30, 40, 50 people there. And I really liked this a lot when the way he did it. He would separate everybody into two sections in the room and say, all right, those of you that have money and can do marketing, but no time or not or are not good on the phone, go over here, over there. And those of you that have no money, but you have time and you're good on the phone, go over here. So they divided the room pretty much in half. And then he said, all right, you got 15 minutes, talk, network, 
figure it out. And the crazy thing was, I came back, I don't know, six months later to do another workshop. And uh, Spain is cool. Anybody listening to this, if you want me to come and speak and do a workshop in Spain again, let me know. I'd love to come out there and do something. And then Gavin, you can probably come with. But um, all right, so let's do it. <laughs> anyway, the, the crazy thing, I came back six months later and there was at least two or three different, not companies, but partnerships that were crushing it doing deals because they found somebody that was deficient in what they lacked or they had what they lacked. You know what I'm saying? So one person had money, but no time for marketing or for talking to sellers. Another person had time, but no money for marketing. And they started working together. One guy did the marketing, another guy negotiated the deals and got them on a contract. So start networking with people in your community, in your investment world, and find out who's the who are the ones out there that don't have the money or that have that that has, yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. Collaboration. Collab- competition doesn't exist. There's only collaboration. All right. Yep. I wish I could say I figured that out and set and, and made that up, but that I think that came from Tom Kroll. All right. All right. Good question here from Virginia. How much do you pay your realtor or boots on the ground person? Also, what's the criteria for Zillow number of days? So when I pay um, my realtors to help me find tenant buyers, I pay them one month's rent. Okay. Um, if it's a cash deal from the, they're finding, they're bringing me buyers. I'm um, usually pay them 3% maybe on the high end and $3,000 on the low end. Okay. Yeah. Just kind of ne- your price. Go ahead. Yeah. You can also negotiate that they have to put their fee on top and figure it out with their cash buyer. So it just depends on yeah. how much room's in it. Like if we're tight and we use a realtor, we'll just say, look, there's no room. If you can move it, get money from your buyer. And I, we don't care what it is. Whatever you want to put it up, if it'll pay it, then go for it. Yep. Good, guys. Listen, we only have a few more minutes here. So if you have any questions, make sure you type them in and we're going to wrap this up. What would be cool too, guys, what I'd love to see is type this in the comments. Um, If you, and I'll answer the rest of your question here in a second, Virginia. I'd love to see what are some of the big takeaways you've gotten from this call. Type in the comments right now on YouTube and Facebook, wherever you are, even on uh, Periscope. I think we're on Periscope. What are some of your big takeaways that you've gotten out of this. We'd love to hear from you. I'd love to see what you're, what you, uh, what are some of the big aha moments that you're getting from this, okay? But the other question for Virginia here was, what's the criteria for Zillow, number of days? So when I'm looking for, for sale by owners or rentals on Zillow, I'm just looking for all of them. I don't care about number of days or how old they are. I contact everybody. Um, sometimes on Redfin, I know you weren't asking this, but sometimes on Redfin, I will look for homes that have been on Redfin for over 60 days and I will send the owners a letter. All right, good. Let's, we got some more questions here and comments. All right, Barbara, her big takeaway is partner with someone and I'm great on the phone. Bam. All Dude. right, Barbara's selling it. Mm-hmm. Someone needs to get in touch with Barbara. All right, what else, guys? What are else, what else are some of your big takeaways that you have gotten from this? And if you have any more questions, we just have a few more minutes. I'm seeing the chat go crazy over here. Sometimes the chat on YouTube and Facebook does not come over here to the StreamYard tool that we're using. So here we go. Oh, I love this one. Copy Josh. Make more offers. Mm-hmm. Amen to that, right? That's a good one. Joe Lacey says, Zillow is best for lease options and land. And get going. Yes, Zillow is really good. Okay. Uh, for Marsha, she says, my aha moment is the breakdown of the offers and owner financing. Nice. I'm glad you got some value out of that. You know, don't overthink it. Just make the offers. Okay. Cash times 70%. Zillow for lease options times 85%. And rent, the Zestimate rent times 75%. And then for owner financing, Zillow times 100%. Just give them the Zillow price. And then for the payments, do half of the rent 
principal only payments. Okay, I hope that makes sense. But another big takeaway from Marlon, be intentional about focus, talking to sellers and making offers. I love it, Marlon. You got it. Yeah. Good, good, good. YG says to focus on what I'm good at and network or outsource the rest. Yes. I love it. You know, focus on what you're good at. That's the biggest key, I think, right there. If you guys get anything out of this, you know, focus on what you're good at. Sometimes, Gavin, I think we need to stop trying to fix our weaknesses and just outsource them. Don't you think? 100%. Yeah. yeah. That goes for us as well as you guys. Like, we've all got things that... It's like, why are we doing this? Like someone else is way better. Just get them to do it. That's a writer downer. Don't outs- Don't fix your weaknesses. Outsource them. Now, if we could find a way to outsource working out and exercise and diet. I'd be all in. I would be all into that. And if I could outsource somebody else's really good golf swing, I would. I would, I would. You'd, I know you'd pay some serious money, wouldn't you? <laughs> I'd pay a lot of money for that. Uh, Virginia, her takeaway was be consistent with the basics. I love it. Follow up, send a three offer letter of intent, even to the ones that say no money. Unless you hate money, I probably would uh, do more of that. Send well, offers. It's good, to, it's good. We've got no one saying CRM or websites or, yeah. you know, uh, watching more training and things like that. So that's awesome. Yep. JD says, if I can take one thing away, it's the follow-up. It's the most important part of lease options. Absolutely right. Any deal. Any deal. YG agrees. Um, Follow-up, follow-up, follow-up. I love it. Uh, Guido is asking, hey, Barbara, where are you located? So so you guys should be able to message each other, I believe, in YouTube there. Uh, Nick says, always follow-up on leads. Marlon says, he's got a question. Uh, what What is a suggested term length? 24. So when you're doing seller financing offers, I like to, it kind of depends on the cash flow. Really, it really depends on the cash flow. So if I'm getting at least a couple $300 a month in cash flow, I want it to go as long as I can. Um, so start with 20 years, which would be 240 months, right? I would start with that. And then I'd be willing to bring it down a little bit if you can get the seller to agree on a good price. Big takeaway for Jamie, send written letters to all. No lead left behind. I love it. Yeah. Super important. Joe thought something was funny. He said, LOL. Virginia loves money. Good. Guido says the one thing, have laser-focused intention to accomplish your goal. I love it. Um, Virginia also, a big takeaway was virtual markets to small towns. Nice. Nick says uh, something funny here. Because we had said, get away from this CRM. Nobody says in here that your CRM is the biggest takeaway. But he says, uh, LOL. I was just scrounging around my CRM. He has or three tab folders. Not sure what that means, but the CRMs are important, guys. We're not saying the database is not important. It is really critically important, but don't focus on that. Like I used to say when I used Podio a lot and I used to teach people a lot about Podio, I would say, show me an expert in Podio and I'll show you a broke wholesaler. Yep. Right. We had a student once. Can you remember at that workshop? And everyone oh, yeah. was just like wowed by his Podio. Yeah. And then we said, how many deals have you done? in the last year. No, no, what it was. We didn't even ask him that. We said, show us your off because he had an app for offers. He had thousands of seller leads. And we said, show us your app for offers. How many offers? Yeah, it's like two. He's like, oh yeah, I don't do any deals. But everyone was, even we were like, this thing's impressive. Yeah. But he doesn't know, makes no money. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So um, Sharon says, it's hard to pick just one takeaway. Make offers, stay focused. Very good. All right, guys, listen. We need to wrap this up. I sure appreciate you all. I appreciate you guys 
putting in some really nice comments in here and, and asking some questions and participating. If you can, give us a thumbs up. Uh, please like this video. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'd appreciate it. Gavin has a YouTube channel at REI Network. If you just Google REI or you know YouTube search for REI Network, you'll see Gavin Tim's there. Subscribe to his channel. Subscribe to this YouTube channel here. I come out with videos about two to three times a week, and um, I have some really, really cool plans it's lined up for 2021. I'm going to start teaching more detailed, in-depth marketing strategies on my YouTube channel, and I'm going to start really diving deep into some marketing that you can do that will get you some leads. I, I feel like I want to focus on marketing and automation in 2021 and in, in terms of my podcast and YouTube videos and stuff. So I'll be teaching a lot more of that. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Nick, Not thank you. Nick says here, um, don't give up, Joe. I had a, I had chip-ins on three of four holes. Gavin, two were for pars. Last was a birdie. Nice. Nice. Jamie's subscribed to both channels. Awesome. Oh, Bob is yeah. saying he wants more deals gone bad videos. I did 20 podcasts on deals gone bad. And I'm kind of done with talking about bad deals. I don't want to talk about any more <laughs> bad deals. So yeah. I'm thinking of doing a new podcast series about um, first deals. I want to start interviewing people to talk to them about their first deal. And that should be, uh, I think, probably more fun and entertaining. But I am going to take those 20 bad deal episodes and turn them into maybe a book um, and call the book How to Lose Money in Real Estate. And uh, I'm sure it'll sell a million of them, right? Joe says, thank you, Gavin. Joe, awesome. All right. So again, guys, go to reinetwork.com slash systems, reinetwork.com slash systems. If you would like to work with us, we'll set up your systems. Gavin, why don't you talk about what happens when they go there and, and what's the process and how that all works? Yeah. So you go there, guys, click on the, uh, click, go to that link, click for the application, just fill out the application. It's going to take you two, three minutes uh, just to give us a bit of background on you. And then we'll get on the phone. Uh, it'll be me or my operations manager that will get on the phone with you. And then we just look at kind of where you are and what you need. And we'll talk to you about kind of what we do and, and, and how it, how it's going to work and give you a little insight. You know, on the calls, the first thing is I, I teach everyone like individually. So I look at you. No one's the same. Your market, virtual, where you're at in life, what have you got a job, you don't, time, all these things. And then we come up with a game plan. Uh, we come up with some goals, game plans, and then we'll start implementing the systems. So we'll put them systems in place uh, to fit around you to give you then the best chance of uh, getting results. And that's kind of what we do. And then we have, you know, there's more coaching if you need that. But if you don't, then, then you don't have to have that. And uh, that's kind of it. It's pretty simple. No sales. Yeah, go on. You, you want to hear something funny? Chris Chico, mutual friend of ours, posts something on Facebook. Yeah. So it's funny, like you see these people post things on Facebook like, hey, I'm on Clubhouse. Go see me here, right? Somebody posted, what did you say, Gavin? What did they say they post? Uh, they said something like, Nobody no one cares. Ca cares if you've been on stage with the Grant Cardone. On Clubhouse. Yeah, on Clubhouse, yeah. No one cares if you've been on Clubhouse. So Chris <laughs> Chico, who does not have an iPhone, he has an Android, and Clubhouse is only available on the iPhone, says this, just like everybody else's post, it looks like he says, hey, if anyone wants to connect with me on Clubhouse, hit me up at Chris Chico does not have an iPhone and put it all in one line. I see. And iOS and I need to get work done.com or something like that. Chris Chico does not have an this is all one word with the at sign. Chris Chico does not have an iPhone. I can't read it. It's so long. The word is like 300. Yeah, I see it earlier. You saw that? Yeah. And I think he spelled it wrong, which doesn't help for trying to read it. <laughs> 
All right. So I think we're good. I appreciate you all. Uh, again, give us a, a thumbs up if you like this video and uh, share it if you want us to do more like this and subscribe to our channels. Uh, go to reinetwork.com slash systems if you want to work with us. Appreciate you guys. Thank you, Gavin, so much. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. See you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.